0: Episode 201 of the Read to Lead podcast is brought to you by cloud accounting software FreshBooks and by Gusto. FreshBooks offering a free 30-day trial with access to all their features. To find out more, visit FreshBooks.com slash Read to Lead. Gusto is refreshingly easy payroll, benefits, and HR for the modern small business. Currently offering an exclusive limited-time deal. Sign up today and get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to Gusto.com slash Read to Lead. I um. will
1: Consistently do the uncomfortable, you're going to be successful. If you consistently do the most comfortable thing, well, you'll probably be on your couch eating Cheetos and watching TV. Hi,
0: welcome to the Read to Lead podcast. I am Jeff Brown, and I believe that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then intentional and consistent reading has to be a part of that process. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow what I call this ever important reading list but bring you the key ideas and valuable insights from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. In just a few minutes, you and I are going to be joined by Skip Pritchard. Skip is the author of The Book of Mistakes, Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future. I'll be asking Skip about what to do if you realize that you're living somebody else's dream. It's not too late to do something about that, by the way. How to stand out and why Skip believes it's the fastest path to success, why you should assume your potential for success is unlimited, and much, much more. I could not be much more thankful to our sponsors for this episode. Uh, The first one is Gusto, and if you're new to Gusto, Gusto is refreshingly easy payroll benefits and HR for the modern small business. With Gusto, modern technology does the heavy lifting, so it's easy for you to get it right. You no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and great service For your team. Can you hear the church choir singing in the background now? you know likely that payroll and benefits are hard, especially when you're a small business and you don't have time to be an expert on things like taxes and regulations and old school payroll providers just aren't built the way you and I work today. Well, Gusto is here to help by offering an exclusive limited time deal to their service. You sign up today and you get three months free once you've run your first payroll. To take advantage of this right now, just go to this special URL. It's gusto.com slash Read to lead. That's gusto.com slash read to lead. Now, this time of year can be especially difficult for freelancers and small business owners. I put myself in, in those two categories I'm talking of course About tax season And there's a good chance That you're trying To dig your way out From underneath a, a pile of receipts And spreadsheets Well you can do yourself A huge favor And stop digging Before you completely disappear Under that abyss of paperwork Go check out FreshBooks cloud accounting software FreshBooks.com Slash read to lead Now not only is FreshBooks going to save you A ton of time and stress FreshBooks might actually Change the way you feel About dealing with with your taxes, if you can believe that. FreshBooks is very, very easy to use, and it's made especially for people who don't like dealing with numbers and their taxes. Right now, FreshBooks offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial. To claim this free trial and all the features and benefits that come along with it, just go to freshbooks.com slash read to lead and enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash read to lead. Skip Pritchard is an accomplished global CEO, growth-oriented business leader, and keynote speaker. He's known for his track record of successfully repositioning companies and dramatically improving results. Listed as a top 100 leadership speaker by Inc. Magazine, he's a regular keynote speaker on topics ranging from leadership and personal development to corporate turnarounds and culture change. His views have been featured in print and broadcast media, including the BBC, the New York Times, CNN, NPR, the Daily Beast, Harvard Business Review, Information Today, the Bookseller, Publishers Weekly, Christian Retailing and the Library Journal. Boy, that's a lot. His new book, and I believe his first, is called The Book of Mistakes, Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future. Skip, welcome officially to the Read to Lead podcast. Excited to have you here. Jeff,
1: I'm so excited. I've heard these podcasts for a while, and I'm glad to be here. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, before we get into some of the mistakes, share some of the people from from your life, Skip, who've helped instill in you the the values and, and ideals you live by today.
1: Oh, wow! I've been inspired by so many people. I've interviewed over a thousand people, Jeff from all walks of life, Dan Rather, Secretary of State, Condoleezza Rice, CEO of Zappos, Tony Shea. I've interviewed baseball legend, John Smoltz and R.A. Dickey, Joel Osteen, Margaret Atwood, Michael Hyatt, so many people. And and yet going back early in life, it's, it's uh, friends of mine like singer Steve Green or the late speaker Zig Ziglar or Jim Rohn, Uh, friend, Pastor Charles Stanley. All of these types of people have influenced me over the years and continue to inspire me.
0: Well, let me ask you this, then. Why this book and and, and why now? Well, we learn more from studying
1: struggles than successes. Hmm. And I have always been fascinated by uh, success and people and what makes them successful, why people fail, why they succeed, Why do we make the same mistakes Mm. that we've made generation after generation? And what is the better way? And so the book is designed to be what Stephen Covey said about this book, a a dose of inspiration. Mm. And the reason now is because we could all use a dose of inspiration, (laughs) right? I mean, when would we say we're not interested in that? Mm. And uh, so I I hope the book is inspiring and makes people think about where they are and their future and the different things they can do to increase their odds of success and improve their own leadership.
0: Well, I'm a a sucker for a good uh, business parable. Uh, I read this, I think, in two sittings and was just enthralled with the the story. I don't want to give anything away, but there are sort of two stories happening hundreds of years apart. Uh, interspersed throughout the book that I just I, I just found the structure fascinating, personally. Well, Let's, let's dig into some of these mistakes here. Uh, let me ask you, Skip, why you believe so many of us, before we realize it, have spent most of our years living somebody else's dream.
1: Mistake number one. <laughs> Good place to start. You know, mistakes that are in the book are based on my experience as a CEO, my interviews, my life experience. but But also – They're deeply rooted in research. And this one in particular, to answer your question, you have to go to some of the academic research. And if you look at people who near the end of their life, the researchers interviewed and studied people who were about to pass on and they asked them about their life and their success and their failures and what do they most regret. And no matter where you do these studies – no matter what geography, no matter what time frame, no matter if you do it this year or 20 years ago, the regret that hits the top of the list is usually I regret not being more true to myself. And that regret is something that really inspired mistake number one, which is to live your own dream. It's a mistake if you're living someone else's dream. If So often we get swept up in, why did you major in this? Well, dad said to Or why are you working at this company? Mom encouraged me, or I'm, I'm, I'm working in this field because a, an early supervisor told me to, but do you like it? No, I hate it. <laughs> right? Why are you doing it? Well, I don't know. Well, we're swept into somebody else's dream. And the question is, Success often happens when we're focused on our own dream. What is our own unique? purpose. Why are we here? And if you're working in your purpose area, you're going to be far more successful than if you're working on someone else's dream.
0: And I think this this ties in with mistake number five. So many of us want to be comfortable. We want to spend our lives being comfortable. And I think a lot of that stems uh, from fear. We, we don't like discomfort. But the reality is a well-lived life is spent outside your comfort zone. I'd, I'd love to get your your thoughts on that
1: it it really is i think growth comes from the edge of our comfort zone right it happens when we're in the gym right at the end of the comfort zone they always say the last two reps are the ones that really are going to force muscle development it's the same in our professional lives people who are afraid of public speaking maybe would do incredibly well to take a class and get over that fear because if you get over the fear in that part of your life if you push your comfort zone there it's going to impact all other areas of your life. You're going to increase your confidence. You're going to feel like I can do this. And then you're going to find something else that makes you uncomfortable. And you find if you consistently do the uncomfortable, you're going to be successful. If you consistently do the most comfortable thing, well, You'll probably be on your couch eating Cheetos and watching TV, (laughs) and you're not going to find your life change. So it's that uncomfortable space that pushes us to be the best that we can be.
0: Mm. And there's a line from the book early on that says, if you want to take your life back, take your thoughts back. Uh, What role, Skip, do you feel like our thoughts play and self-talk plays in, in, in our journey toward success?
1: I think it's everything. Mm. The other part of that is I say the most important microphone in the world is the one in your mind mm. because those thoughts really determine our destiny. You know, the ancient scripture says in Proverbs 23, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. This thinking, what we're thinking, what our thoughts are, determines our destiny. And so often, if we just let it go on autopilot, we're hearing the voices of critics, naysayers, We're hearing a teacher that said something to us early on in life that may not have been encouraging. We we, kind of stick these things, but we need to tune those voices out and tune into positive, tune tune into uplifting things. One of the reasons I love your podcast, one of the reasons I read so much myself and share those books is because if we're feeding our mind positive, mm. then we're going to end up positive. If we feed our mind what what comes in naturally, it's probably not going to take us where we want to go.
0: Mm. You mentioned being influenced by, by Jim Rohn, and uh, one of his most famous quotes, I think, is you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I'd love for you to talk about The importance, as you do in the book, of being selective in your relationship choices, as well as the power of associating with, quote unquote, the right
1: people. It's everything to be surrounded by the right people. Part of this feeds back to what we were just talking about, because Mm. they're feeding that microphone in your mind. Uh, Jim Rohn's quote is great. Another one I love is Charlie Tremendous Jones, who said over and over, you will be the same person you are today in five years, but for two things, the people you meet and the books you read. Mm. And who were around is so important. Jim would put it this way. He would say, who are you around? And the second question he asked is, where are they taking you? (laughs) Because they're taking you somewhere. And again, if you refer back to the academic studies on this, it's fascinating to read the impact of our friends on our lives. Do You know what's interesting, Jeff, is not only does it have an impact on us personally, socially, relationally, in our workplace, but even something as mundane as weight. One researcher I read, studied friends who had not seen each other, they were not looking at each other on pictures and social media, they were just talking by phone, didn't know that their best friend was gaining or losing weight. But when they were studying in them, they found out that more often than not, if your friend was gaining weight, you were gaining weight and vice versa. Friends can have this incredible impact on us us in ways we can't even figure out why. Well, I I say, if you can gain weight together, why not gain wealth together? Why not gain wisdom together, right? Friends have this incredible impact on our thoughts and our future.
0: I had a conversation with my wife the other day, and I'm going to leave out the individuals involved because I don't want to identify them, but we were having a conversation after having spent time with them and she and I were thinking the same thing and it was, unfortunately, these are some folks that we're not going to be able to spend time with long-term or at least we're going to have to help them get out of a funk. Maybe that's the the, the, the key because we find that the more often we spend time with them, the more time we spend in just being negative ourselves afterwards, the negative talk is just so prevalent that we realize we've got to curb that or 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 have a really heart to heart talk with them about about that and and help pull them up out of the the mire i guess and that's that's a tough thing to do
1: it's a tough thing to do is selecting. Uh, people and and one of the things you can do is spend less time with them, uh, try to redirect the conversation, try to make a game out of it, uh, call it to their attention in a friendly polite way. You know I think of somebody who I say, you know, you just seem negative today. What is that? Talk about that to me. And, and what do you mean? You know, And, and we enter a fr- friendly banter about it in, in a nice way. Obviously, there's so many people in the scope of the world, right? There are people who are more Eeyore-based, right? <laughs> Where, you know, the sky is falling. And the richness of our world is created by all different types of people. And we can learn from all of these people. So I always try to learn from all of the people and learn what I want to do and what I don't want to do and what mistakes they're making. But choosing your friends, choosing who's in your inner circle is important. I I think what's really important is if you're giving them access to that microphone, basically, if you're giving access to the inner you and and a continual regular basis, you got to be very judicious about who you're letting in versus casual acquaintance. If if you have a little exposure and you can move on, it's one thing. But spending an awful lot of time with critics and naysayers is probably not going to serve you well.
0: Good distinction. Well, one of the mistakes in the book relates to the need we feel uh, to fit in, but Skip says that won't lead to success if that's what we're constantly striving for. For that, you've got to do what it takes to, to stand out. Uh, expound on that, if, if you would, Skip.
1: Standing out. Great. Dr. Seuss, right? Why mm-hmm. fit in when you can stand out, <laughs> I think is this quote. Success always goes to those who stand out. When you're trying to pick somebody to lead a project, right, who do you pick? The the person who stands out. If you want your business to be noticed, you try to stand out. You're putting signs on the road. If you have a storefront, you want it to stand out. You want to get attention to it. And it's not always standing out in a crazy way or, you know, some bizarre way that draws attention that isn't always going to be sustainable. What I say in the book is standing out is as simple as consistently exceeding expectations. Mm -hmm. Standing out doesn't have to be this wild thing. But if you consistently overperform, do what you say you're going to do, and then a little more, you're going to stand out. You're going to be picked for that next project at work. You're going to be picked for a promotion. Someone's going to choose to do business with you. Your podcast will be listened to because it stands out for whatever reason. This is what drives people to share on social media. You know, hey, I want you to see this because something stood out—an idea, some kind of inspiration, something that drew them in—and and, and I, I I really think that. Uh, standing out is extremely important. It's another reason why going back to being uncomfortable is so important because mm. when you're doing more things like that, you're going to be standing out on a much more consistent basis.
0: Mm. Well, Skip insists we act in such a way that assumes our potential for our own success is unlimited. So it's, it's not a finite pie, then, is it, Skip? I mean, someone else's success doesn't diminish. My own opportunities, right? It doesn't.
1: The, the best leaders and the most successful people that I've found, that I've researched, that I've interviewed, that I've studied in the companies that I run, the best leaders that I pick reject the fixed mindset in favor of an unlimited mindset every time. Uh, Researcher Carol Dweck, she was from Stanford University, she studied the success mindset and she she was the one who really wrote and and championed this idea. There's the fixed mindset. They think everything's fixed in the world, whether it's intelligence or wealth or whatever they're going after. And then there's secondly, people who have the growth mindset. They they don't believe anything's fixed. They think there's unlimited possibility. It's kind of the, the negotiation negotiations that people enter into. There's two types of negotiators and one type fixed mindset. They think, well, we have this pie and our job is to split it. And my goal is to get the biggest piece of the pie. And other negotiators who have this unlimited mindset are looking to expand the pie. And that's very, very important. I think of Amazon, their initial business model, all about physical books. And if they had a fixed mindset, they would have just said, "Okay, oh, how do we maximize our share of this fixed pie?" But they weren't. Right? Jeff Bezos was focused on growth. He was looking at that growth mindset. So he was looking way beyond books early on to building a massive organization to take over all these categories. And that relentless pursuit of growth would not be possible with a fixed mindset. Hmm.
0: Well, uh, Skip, uh, my, my father is at that stage in life uh, where he uh, recognizes that the, at the end of his days is not far off. Uh, in fact, in just the last uh, week or two, um, hospice home care has, has come into the picture. And I, I'm sensing an urgency in him I, I don't think I, I've experienced in, in the past. And I'd love for you to share your thoughts on uh, what you call the gift of time and 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 how to make the most of it
1: well first of all i'm sorry that your your father's there and Mm -hmm. that is an enormously difficult and stressful period for everyone but it sounds like he's he's wise enough to recognize where he is and and have that sense of urgency Mm -hmm. you know i i i think of this plaque jeff in this plaque that was on the wall of my grandmother's home in her kitchen and it said something like, We're too soon old and too late smart. <laughs> it's true, right? We wait. We're old too fast. We're smart too late. And why not reverse that? Why not? Is it possible to be too soon smart and too late old? It, it is possible to learn these things faster. That's what the book is all about. And having a sense of urgency recognizing that gift of time, recognizing the limitations that we have. If we live each day, both as if we may live forever and that this may be our last day at the same time, there's wisdom in between there that we we try to plan for long term, but also live as if today could be our final day. And having a sense of urgency is such a success factor of leaders and the people who have achieved a lot. Um, I remember early on when I was taking a personality test, the instructor looked at the results and looked up at me and said, you have a zero, Mr. Pritchard, a zero on patience. (laughs) I was so discouraged. I was like, Everybody had always told me my whole life, oh, you need to be patient. You need to learn patience. And, 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 and I never had it. And I was so upset. And he came back and he reframed it. He said, this is a wonderful thing for you. I said, what do you mean? You just said I have zero patience. He said, you have an incredibly high sense of urgency. So I've tried to learn to be patient with people because you want to be patient with people, but have a high sense of urgency for getting the things done that I need to get done. That sense of urgency is built into the most successful company cultures. It's built into the most successful entrepreneurs. It's built into the most successful people. And those are the people we go to because we know, right, if you, if you, you need something done, they always say go to the busiest person, right, that you've heard that. Mm. Why? Well, they have this burning sense of urgency to get things done. They recognize they don't have unlimited time time is our most valuable asset, not money. And they have this care for how they spend their time and they have this drive to get things done. And what a mistake it is if we think, oh, we, can, we have unlimited time. We can put that off till tomorrow. We miss the power of accomplishment. Hmm.
0: Well, Skip, I have a, a couple of questions uh, I want to ask you that aren't directly related to the book. First, I'd like to ask, other than go buy it now, uh, what else from the book would you want to make sure we know or walk away with?
1: Well, go buy it now. <laughs> uh, I think the, um, of course, there's also free giveaways on the thebookofmistakes.com people may want to take advantage of. Uh, th- there's a leadership guide that we offer to work with teams so that your team can work through these mistakes. And we're soon going to put out a little quiz we did so you can see where you are and compare that to someone else who's reading the book and, and talk about which mistake relates to you. But yeah, it, it, it's been an extraordinarily fun thing. And I, I did write it as a story and I wrote it that way because I wanted to make it entertaining. And it reminds me of Jessica Seinfeld's book. She's Jerry Seinfeld's wife. She writes these cookbooks for children that sneaks the vegetables in, you know, like chocolate cake and it sneaks in zucchini or something. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I wanted to write this book in a way that you'd, you'd enjoy the story, but you walked away with these nutrients for your mind. Mm. And that's that's why I did that. So I hope people enjoy it.
0: Well, I, I, for one, can say with a resounding, emphatic, yes, you, you did succeed. Uh, I think you did a fantastic job of that. Well, I want you to, uh, Skip, think about the the books you've you've read over the years. What would you say are the two or three titles that immediately come to mind as having had maybe the biggest impact on you and share why or how they impacted you as they did?
1: Oh, well, that, that to me is one of the hardest questions, <laughs> Jeff, because like you, I'm reading all the time. Um, I read a minimum of one book per day. And I have done that for years and years. I don't sleep. And I'm a very (laughs) quick reader. But I I, I find it hard because I'm always thinking about the next book, you know, what I'm reading right now. And I forget about this wealth of information. If I step back, I would think about books like Stephen Covey's Seven Habits for Highly Effective People, Mm -hmm. Zig Ziglar's See You at the Top or Jim Rohn's Seasons of Life. Ogmandino books come to mind. Um, There's so many personal inspirational books that have made a difference in me. I'm always sharing books that I read on my website and, you know, there's just so many great books. And then I love uh, finding them again and opening them up and, and reading them. Um, many of the people who've endorsed my book have these great books, John Gordon and Bob Berg and Michael Hyatt and Stephen Covey. All of these books are so inspirational to me. Uh, it's very difficult for me to just pick a few.
0: Yeah. Well said. And, and you've just given me a lot of books to link to. Uh, in the show notes for for this episode <laughs> well the 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 art of public speaking and the ability to relate effectively to other people is as important in my view as just about any skill. Uh, You could hope to hone. Uh, So as a successful keynote speaker, I'd love for you to share your tips uh, for delivering an impactful and and memorable public talk.
1: Well, thanks, Jeff. And and of course, my my main job is CEO of OCLC, which is a software organization that empowers libraries all around the world with uh, software and data. But I do an extensive amount of public speaking as well. And I think it's important to do uh, two things be authentic and tell stories. And I think if you're authentically telling stories, you're going to connect with your audience in a really fun way. Take them on a journey. Take them where you are. Let them empathize with you and you will find that great storytellers, Paul J. Zach from the Center of Neuroscience studied storytellers, and he found that if in a good story, your oxytocin levels go up in the brain. Another reason why I wrote this in the story format, which makes you empathize. And if you empathize, you're gonna learn more, you're gonna identify more, your brain's gonna be open in a in a different way than if you were just in a lecture. So that's again some of the reasons I wrote it as a story, but that storytelling ability isn't limited to the book. It's, it's the way you want to communicate, right? People are much more engaged. If you tell a story, just take a look. Have you ever seen that show shark tank?
0: Mm -hmm. One of my favorite,
1: right? Okay. So I I love that show and and I'm always studying. Why did this person succeed in getting an investment? And this person (laughs) fell flat and invariably it comes down to the better storyteller. That's what gets you a deal. And It's like that in life. It's like that in success. It's like that in public speaking. If you're a good storyteller and there's a huge variety of storytellers, it's not that it's just, am I authentically telling a story? And that will create this bond between me and the audience in a way that they'll identify with you and they will be uh, coming with you and cheering for you as you're talking about your journey.
0: Well, apart from what I would assume would be lots of book promotion in the coming days, what's next for you and your team? What are you guys working on now that, that you're excited about and are willing to share, if anything?
1: Well, I have a uh, really two sides to uh, my professional life. And and one is blogging, speaking and writing. And the main part is, uh, as I said, running the company that I run and I'm blessed to run. So on that front, we're working on a number of products and services to serve libraries and their patrons and the communities around the world. And on the other side, I'm always working on new ideas and new people to connect with. And the launch of this book has offered a wonderful opportunity opportunity to connect with people that I know of or have talked to, but in a a different way. And it's also very strange for me, too, Jeff, is because the tables are turned. I'm used to being the one asking the questions. (laughs) It's very different. And I'm like, wait, Wait. Oh, so this is how that feels. Uh, I'm much more comfortable being the one asking Mm. and learning from others. But I I continue on that learning journey. And I love learning new ideas and being inspired by people. And I'm, I'm, I'm a believer that we can learn from the cashier working the register in a store to the CEO. There's people through all walks of life that can teach us a valuable life lesson if we just are open to looking at every single person we meet as a teacher.
0: Well, the book, again, is called The Book of Mistakes, Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future. It's a book you need to own, and it's also one of those books uh, that I think makes for a fantastic gift for anybody, regardless of where they are in life. It's never too late. Uh, to learn from these mistakes. But I think specifically of young people, say graduation or what have you. Great, great gift for any occasion, but that's one that immediately comes uh, to mind. So pick it up and buy 10 copies for those important people in your life. Uh, Skip, thank you so much for your time and, and, and your expertise. I really appreciate you stopping by and being part of the Read to Lead podcast
1: thanks Jeff I love what you do my two favorite things leadership and reading so you've you've uh, cornered it nicely and you just do a wonderful job of sharing so many ideas with uh, with us so thank you for what you do
0: all the links and resources Skip and I discussed are easy to find including all the books he mentioned Skip's website and the website dedicated to the book you can find all of that at read dot com slash 201 for episode 201. If you're looking to join a group of like-minded people who discuss online books like the ones featured on the podcast, then you might want to consider Read to Lead University. To find out more, just visit readtoleaduniversity.com. And if you're so inclined and think it worthy, we would appreciate any five-star ratings and reviews in iTunes. readtoleadpodcast.com slash iTunes. Thanks again to our sponsors making this episode possible. Fresh books with a free 30-day trial available to you. No obligation and access to 100% of FreshBooks features free for 30 days. Go to freshbooks.com slash read to lead and enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. Thanks also to Gusto, a refreshingly easy payroll, benefits, and HR solution for the modern small business where you no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and great service to take care of your team. Sign up today and you get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash read to lead. Well, that does it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, remember, leaders read and readers lead.